I remember when we used to do a podcast. What a good time it was. We used to all of us get together of a Sunday chat and that about the wrestling. Oh, it was good. It doesn't happen anymore, obviously. We're all busy. All busy making shady deals in alleyways, selling controllers and whatnot, which will be coming up soon in a very exciting edition of Life Guff. The Chair Shop Podcast is actually back. We're actually here. God bless the mark, as we say here in Ireland. Um, or as they say in the wrestling business. Eh? Eh? Please. Oh, I'm back. I've brought the A material. Alright. I'm your host, Barry Murphy. Uh, back after a brief hiatus. Joined, as always, by my ever dependable co hosts. First of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Hello, Barry! Hello, Mark. Thank you very much. Joined also by our producer, Mr. Paul Griffin. They call me the wheeler and dealer Paul Griffin now. Woo! That's my new, my new, my new gimmick. Oh, Kissing the girls and making them cry. So the controller, Xbox 360 controller for 15 euro just a minute ago. So on on popular uh, Irish website, what is it? Adverts.ie. Adverts.ie. I have never used that or done deal or any such websites. Well, Barry, you could have 15 euro if you have some tat lying around. I did go to the good old computer entertainment exchange mm. uh, before OTT uh, last weekend or two weekends ago because uh, what with moving expenses and whatnot, I was broke as a joke. Bibi had to go pa- go to the pawn shop with the engagement ring um, in order to afford me a few cans. That was good. Uh, got a whopping six euro for, for No Man's Sky. Oh, they just released a big update for that today. So. They yeah, and I didn't feel remotely bad about it because I was like, some people were like humming and hawing about, oh, I wonder if that's worth going back into. It's like I don't, I don't even feel a little bit bad because there was basically nothing about that thing that I enjoyed. But anyway, you know, so what time, you, you, you say you got six euro for that only? Well, yeah, I got. I fitted some other stuff. <laughs> that's not even half an Xbox controller. Yeah, fun, funnily enough. Uh, unsurprising, giving giving its a never-ending commercial success. But the, like, I got like twenty-three quid for Grand Theft Auto Five. Fuck. Um, that and that was this was cash, by the way. You get more if you get store credit. Yeah. Um, I think you can get like thirty quid store credit in CEX if you traded GTA. Probably because they make a bomb selling them, so they pay you a bit more for them. Is that the, um, the PS4 have, version? I guess it's the PS4 version. Yeah, I imagine the, the old older gen uh, versions do not uh, get as much. But yeah, that's crazy. I mean, obviously, No Man's Sky. I mean, I I didn't look, but I bet every pre-owned shelf in every shop is just overflowing with copies of that. I because it was a massive seller and it was a massive disappointment. Um, but uh, but yeah. So anyway. Yeah, we'll talk about more about life golf in just a minute. But we are back, lads. After um, after a few inconsistent weeks, had a week off, had a week with just you two. Then this week we were unavailable on Sunday. But we are back. The Chair Shop Podcast will never will never cease to exist, except that time we thought it might. Um, uh, we're back. We've got a fuckload of stuff to talk about uh, in the in the weeks that have uh, gone by. Uh, how was your show last week? I didn't listen to it. I'm a busy man and I'm a sick man. But uh, uh, it was alright. We, we had a good uh, quiz. We had a good quiz that Joe quiz scored like good, yeah. nine out of ten on. Yeah, like an all-time great quiz performance by Joe Taylor. Yeah, it was what was what, what was the subject matter? 
It was uh, it, which it was what came what, what came, came first? first? Yeah. Oh, a new quiz format. And then he'd was name like a match or a segment, and you have to guess which came first. Oh, was it? Oh, was it stuff like the the perfect segment with Randy Orton and Sheamus? Or <laughs> I was expecting that to come up, but no. It didn't. Or the CM Punk promo or shit like that. Yeah, that sounds sounds fun. Maybe, maybe I'll go back and dive in, dive into the archives over at Chairshot. Well, the idea was that I would I would give you yeah ChairshotPodcast.com. Good. Sorry, I talked over your plug there, Barry. Um, yeah. I was going to make a second one just for you to do, see if you could match Joe's 9 out of 10, but I was too busy. Yeah, well, I don't think I would have, to be honest. Didn't have time yeah. and had the shits, so. Oh, did you? I'm so I'm so physically beaten up right now that I'm, I'm not well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a tough week because I've been on holidays this week from work. Holidays in inverted commas. Because I've done more work in this last week than I have in the previous six years. Movies. No, he's, he's, he's doing. He's doing a Gervais. Oh, not really a holiday, lads. Uh, ugh, working on the holiday. <laughs> Carrying bags and boxes, and then shitting me hole out at the end of it. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm at the tail end of the. Of the of the, I mean, I'm I moved in and everything, but like I only, even though I've been here for like two weeks, I only just did my first quote unquote big shop, mm. um, a couple of days ago. So I'm I'm feeling you, although I am I don't know if I've been on air since I've this, but I've 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 been to IKEA successfully. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I have assembled my various wares. I say I, Kira made them. Um, uh, <laughs> Right, this wasn't the thing. I swear, right? This wasn't the thing where I was unable. We were going to do it together, but they're they're not really things you can like. It's they all have a very particular set of screws and whatnot. And yeah. we bought one. We bought one of the little IKEA pre-prepared uh, tool sets. But like, there's like one screwdriver and one hammer, and we only ever needed to use one at a time. So she, so she, I mean, she's the one most likely to get annoyed with me. So so she just took the lead, and I left her to it. But uh, yeah, I had now. I, now I will say I have not been shitting my whole house. Um, you're lucky so, then so I, I, I don't not I feel com- bad. I'm not comfortable right now have you been to the doctor no just waiting for it to pass I'll be alright <laughs> apparently it's doing nothing but passing <laughs> no problem there <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what you what you are waiting to do is for it to get plugged up I think is what you want <laughs> to happen if at all possible um, but but uh, yeah, so so busy week. What about you, Joe? Any anything coming out at you that you don't want to happen? No, I've been relatively unscathed, even though all of my team have been off sick uh, at some point in the last couple of weeks. Uh, slackers, mm, I've never taken a sick day, so you know what I mean. Some people got a bit of work ethic about them. Well, some I did miss out. any days. I was on holidays. I don't. Care. And I was at work today. So, I, I, look, oh, you're, uh, your colleagues? Well, I, I've not been. I've been like you. <laughs> Impervious to taking days off work. Yeah, that's that's it. Though. I haven't been up to much else. Um, of course, the football is back, so I something something to do at the weekend. That was good. Oh, that was brilliant football this weekend. Uh, How many good. matches did you watch, Joe? Football's good again. Only a couple um, live, but just following the scores, watching match of the day again. Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby. I watched four matches in full oh, yes. and oh, yes. then match of the day and match of the day too I, I just couldn't get enough football this weekend and I uh, would have watched more except we went to the zoo on Saturday 
Did they not have it on at the zoo? No. Um, oh. Although a lot of the animals weren't were like AWOL, so maybe they were in the pub or something, watching the oh. the match. Um, Are they escaped? I don't know, because Barry will remember, right? Remember Barry last time we were at the zoo? And they have, like, the giraffes and the zebras and the yeah. little enclosure running around. So we went to that place. Yeah. Empty. We're like, where are the yeah. giraffes gone? No giraffes knocking about. Very disappointing. Sleeping. Sleeping. Um, so, what well, this was at, like, half four. You know, it wasn't... Oh, the... excuse, excuse me, zoologist who knows how <laughs> giraffes work. <laughs> So Maybe they're I, nocturnal. I didn't right? see the... Uh, that, that, that Attenborough footage of them walking around in the sun, it's the other part of the world, mate, so they're actually supposed to be asleep or something. That's true. That's how that works. <laughs> that's time zones for you. Anyway, the football happened. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to see the Chelsea game or uh, the City game, which were both on TV. They were the two that I missed. But I, I saw the, the Friday game, which is one, one of the best games of football I think I've ever seen. Uh, Arsenal Leicester. Um what's the Liverpool game? Loving the loving that. Ninety third minute offside equalizer oh, for Watford. Yeah, oh my god, I was I was jumping around. Uh Spurs game, which was quite boring until the stupidest red card I've ever seen. And then the United game, which was brilliant. So brilliant. Brilliant. Love it. Top marks. Good to have the football back. Although I'm gonna miss Saturday's game. So I'm going to be playing golf with my dad. Oh, like a right golfy, old golfy. tough golfy, golfy, golf, golf. Playing a bit of golf. Um, that's the yeah. plan anyway. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to tape the football and watch it. Try and avoid spoilers and that. Which, uh, yeah. we'll see. Swan- Swansea coming up, yeah. Swansea, Swansea who, who were shite at the weekend, apparently. So I have to um, beat the pants. Yeah, I didn't really... Much any of that game. That was the last game. On it was no, 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 wasn't it? Yeah, uh, boring. Mm. Boring, baby. Um, um, so that's football. We've talked about football. So have you have you finished moving yet? No. Um, I mean, well, yes. We're fi- yeah, we've, we finished moving because we're checking it out of it. We we very very sad to announce we we officially now no longer live in the apartment. We gave oh. the keys back there on. I thought you I thought you were gonna say you murdered the guinea pigs. No, they're alright, they're downstairs. Um, yeah, we had no space, we... so unfortunately uh <laughs> had to drown the guinea pigs. So. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we drove into the park and just tied them to a tree. <laughs> Are you a guinea pig tied to a tree? <laughs> yes. Oh guinea pig. Um, so I gave the keys back on Friday eh, good memories in there the live CSP obviously we recorded from that apartment many oh, yeah. many CSPs done from there uh, Martial scoring against Liverpool etc <laughs> in your uh, apartment in my apartment um, but yeah it's gone it's finished now so we've moved on out now what we in ter- when I say we haven't finished moving we're, we're in here now but like nothing is organised so we're we're living among bags and boxes. Uh, so it's not... The job's only half done, really. Uh, so I'm recording this podcast now from my bedroom. Um, as opposed to, you know, the sit room where I normally would record it. 
you know, I'm I'm in a different area than I usually would, but that's because we're kind of yeah, we're up in the air right now with uh, getting getting everything set up and getting because you what you find Barry, you'll find this out, and I'm sure you're you're maybe coming from having recently found this out is you accumulate a lot of shite. Yeah. Oh God, I do. So when we move the stuff, we're like, where is this all gonna go? We have so much stuff. But I'm sure we'll I'm I'm a, te- I'm a terrible hoarder, and um, uh, on occasions where I've said, right, no, fuck it, I'm really going to clean my room this time, get the black bin bags out, and I fi- you know, I'll fill a couple of them, but I still would just always hold on to such tat, I mean, such awful tat, whereas now, I mean, I'm in quite a small room, I don't think I've done, like, I don't think I've posted on Facebook or anything, like, some pictures of my actual room. A little room Art tour. A little, well... Well, there's not much to tour. I mean, it's I I I really like it. I'm I'm very settled. I'm very very happy in my room. But it's it's small. It is very small, and um, so I it was just straight up a case of I cannot bring all. I cannot bring this stuff physically. Like I have a I I have all my Funkos on top of my my chest of drawers, and that is literally the the most you know indulgent I've been space wise. Um, even even like just my clothes. Like I'm not, obviously not. I'm not a fashionista, lads. You may be surprised to learn. Um, what? Even, even just finding everywhere. To you stick mean that all stripy jumper isn't Yves Saint Laurent? No, no, no. Um, wrestling shirts aren't in this season. No, no, and that's the other thing. Actually, I realized when I was moving, I was like, "Oh my god!" I remember in 2011 when I bought that CM Punk shirt. It took six months to get to me. Um, I remember that being like my like second or third wrestling shirt because like ah, wrestling shirts are stupid. Who cares? I have like 90 wrestling shirts now. I have so many. Like since since I started going to OTT regularly, it has gotten ridiculous and i don't really wear that many of them and like all the ones i bought in dallas like i like the shane mcmahon one all the ones i got at ring of honor are kind of stupid like i don't i don't like the jay lethal one especially but it's like hey i bought them at an roh show they're like a you know but anyway yeah yeah, but so i but you know to go back to to hoarding i i was very proud of myself when i moved i i caught a lot of tad out in the process of moving yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do all my like funkos and stuff i'm more or less going to be done with Funkos, I think, because I have nowhere for them. So we have, like, three rooms here. We have the bedroom, uh, like a little sitting room, and then, like, a, a storage room, more or less, which is what it's been used for now. So, yeah, I, I, I set up my shelves, put all my DVDs in it, and I kind of I kind of prefer it looking, you know, a little bit more simple. I don't like it covered mm-hmm. in Funkos and stuff. I just think I'll leave it mm-hmm. just with DVDs in it. Uh, so that kind of sucks. You know what I saw, by the way, Barry, the other day. Speaking mm-hmm. of speaking of your clothes, <laughs> I saw someone else with those same watermelon shorts. <gasps> that's that's the ones you had in your phone. Oh, so you were joking a moment ago that I'm not a fashionista. Uh, yes, here we are. I done myself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the wrestling shirts aren't in, mate. You probably said that about the watermelon. Uh, uh chic. Right. <laughs> well, so, I I saw someone wearing them, so there you go. I mean, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're off the f- rack in pennies, but I mean, other than that, it's it's. it's hey, don't have to go with pennies. Pennies is most of my wardrobe. I'm not having to go. I'm saying that's where I got them. Pennies are brilliant. Pennies are brilliant. Yeah. Primark um, in yeah. the UK, of course. So, so that's the uh, that's me and Paul coming to terms with our moving out. I tell you what, lads. Today, got home from work. I cooked. I did the dishes after cooking, 
I put on a, I put on a load of washing. I put away the the last load of washing I did, and I mopped the bloody kitchen floor. I was in such a such a go getter mood. How about that? Mm, good for you. Nice, well done. So there's that. So I am grown up. Actually, I am a, I am a real boy. Uh-huh. Uh, so th- so yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Joe? How's life treating you at the moment? It's it's all right. Um, work's been very busy, but it's kind of calmed down this week. So I'm finally like, I can leave on time, take a lunch break. So yeah, I'm very, I'm a lot more chilled out. So that's good. Other than that, done fuck all except watch bad Tom Hanks movies. What? <laughs> what? How many more do you have to watch? I think six left. Okay. And I've, sa- I've saved a lot of the good ones for the end, so... Well, it seems like you're watching you're watching movies that he's barely in at this stage. Yeah, I kind of decided if I was going to go for it, I might as well do the whole lot. Um, so I stuck in a couple of extra ones that he only does cameos in. Right. Um, but yeah. Because I'm looking at, on at Tom Hanks' IMDb here. As, as an actor, he has 82 credits. Obviously, there's yeah. some, some TV shows in there that I, I can yeah, I'm not doing I'm not doing TV or like documentary voiceover stuff like that. Yeah, but. well, voiceover you got you know the Toy Stories of the world and that. Yeah, They're yeah, pretty good. We also have that. What's that train movie? Oh, uh, oh, trains. Pixar's trains. They're gonna find out that sometimes <laughs> it's not about where you're going. Or, no, it's not. <laughs> But they're about to find out. It's not about how fast you're going, but where you're going. It's Pixar's trains. It's the Polar Express, but I was going to blur out the Pineapple Express, but that's a different movie. <laughs> they're both basically the same. <laughs> they're both uh, drug trips. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, that Polar Express movie looks terrifying. So. Uncanny, Uncanny Valley, the movie. Yeah, not, <laughs> not looking forward to that. I'm sure it's all right. So what do we want to talk about? So, well, we got start? lots of stuff to, to to chat. We got uh, video games. We got movies. Bit of TV guff. I, I wouldn't mind doing a bit of TV guff. Um, lots of stuff to chit chat about, including I don't think I have been on the show, and I don't think other than the first episode that leaked ages ago. I don't think we've talked about Rick and Morty since it's been back, have we? Uh, Rick and Morty. Well, Joe and I, I think spoke about it a little bit last. Oh time. yeah, we we talked you, about you, it. You two, you two may have. I tell you what, right? I'm I'm really into this new season. I've seen I've seen some people saying that they are not into it and that they don't think it's that good. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat as you. I think. I I'm really enjoying it. I thought episode two, the Mad Max one, I thought it was a little bit weaker. I didn't think it was a, a, a one of their best episodes, but I still thought it was very very funny. Um. And I saw I saw people hating the Pickle Rick episode. I was like, "What on earth? You you, you mad people?" Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was it, it was it was of the standard. I was hoping, uh, you know, I mean the, the, that that um that first one that they they leaked in April, I thought was fantastic, and I was like, "Oh God, if it's if it's if the whole season is in this ballpark, it's going to be great." And I I feel it has been. I feel like it has been in or around that. Um, uh, that level of quality. So, hmm. so yeah. What about you, Paul? Have you watched Pickle Rick yet? I did. Um, I mean, I can I can see where people's criticisms come from because it was it was a fairly one joke, ep- you know, episode. Um, what? I mean, the whole episode was uh, I, I Pickle Rick. 
a pickle Rick. Yeah, uh, he's a pickle. But I, I love that. <laughs> Joe's just like, yes, Paul, but here's the joke. He's a pickle. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I oh, thought it was great. Well, but I can understand yeah. why people would get bored of that same joke repeatedly. Nah. I kind of I, I kind of liked that it was... I mean, they had, I mean, they had the unsubtle theme of him, you know, dodging the therapy. But I also thought it was, like, really, like, self-aware kind of thing where, you know... Well, that's something like, that, that, especially lately, Rick and Morty is kind of walking the simple. line on is, yeah. um, you know, having things that are kind of very naturally become kind of memes. Yeah. Um, and then stuff that is... It comes off a little bit. And Pickle Rick is a little bit guilty of this, I guess. Coming off a little bit like it's trying to force that. You know, it's like like trying trying to actively make Pickle Rick a thing, you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like that is kind of true. Certainly in the marketing side of things, like they were just pushing like just that so hard on social media before the show aired. So that's true. But I feel like the actual episode itself, not to just, you know, give them too much credit for little every little thing they do i it did feel just like a bit of a send-up like it it kind of felt like a parody of tiny rick you know what i mean mm. like that first scene where morty turns over it's like a pickle rick and he says it 10 times it's like it's like they're kind of in some ways kind of lampooning themselves with that um because the 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 arc of him avoiding the therapy session he they could have done literally anything but they deliberately kind of made it a meme thing because they 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 you know kind of figured that's what people would expect they'd do you know i i, I don't know I, I i really enjoyed it but um uh it's certainly a, it's it's, a, it's been a trip of a season thus far i haven't watched um last night's one yet um actually I, <laughs> me and kira are watching this together so i need to fin- grab insist she comes tomorrow so that we can watch it um but yeah it's been it's been interesting. Um, any other current television you guys are watching? Uh, Game of Thrones has been great. I I've heard it's been excellent so far. I've been so busy that I've fallen behind. I think I'm th- I only I've only seen the first two, so I'm I'm like three behind now. I think. Yeah, you should watch them. I, I will. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take one watch of these all days. Three. Yeah, I will. Back to have back. another day off, you lazy. Well, I, <laughs> and, um, I only have one more uh, Fast and Furious movie, so. Oh yeah, you got to watch that first. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, I've I've committed to that, Joe. Yeah, like the first. I've watched seven of them. No, brilliant. Brit, ten out of ten. Okay, I'm gonna go change my letterbox review now and give Fast and Furious Seven a ten, just as fight you. I'm gonna write as the review better than Game of Thrones this season. How about that? <laughs> no, I've not watched any TV. <laughs> I don't have time. I've, I'm, uh, I haven't watched the latest Rick and Morty, the one that's just out today. I haven't watched that. I haven't watched Lucha Underground for two weeks. haven't that's watched... Right. Who, uh, Who gives a shite, baby, about the Lucha Underground? I have, haven't, watched, uh, haven't watched Game of Thrones. Too busy. But I hear they're great. Yeah. So I'm very excited about watching them. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, not not current TV, but uh, I, uh, we, me and Kira kind of heard that it, it, this new season was great, so we were like, let's catch up. So we restarted season five. We watched season five, episode one, ages ago, 
And it wasn't that we didn't like it or anything. We just kind of forgot to go back to it. And then, and then with Game of Thrones, it's like this daunting thing of like making time to sit down and properly watch it. So we put it off forever, but we finally got back to it. And we watched all of season five in about three days, uh, which is pretty impressive considering that's like, that, that's pretty much every time we hung out, we watched a couple of episodes, which is something mm-hmm. we, we don't really do. Usually it's like, oh, we're not really in the mood for this. Oh, let's watch some, you know, Always Sunny or let's go do this, go do that. Whereas, like, we, we, we got back into it in a big way. So we watched all of that and we watched the first episode of season six. Uh, really, really great. Really into it. Uh, maybe not as kind of... Um, Maybe not having the ridiculously high peaks of, like, say, season four, like the episode with the mountain versus the viper, stuff like that. Maybe not that, but I just thought, thought a, a consistently watchable um, uh, season. Uh, no brand, which is good. Annoying little shite who cannot act. Uh, I've come around way more on Maisie Williams as, as Arya Stark than I have on him. I'm, I, I'm, I think she's now a perfectly serviceable, you know... Mm. Uh, Whereas I never warmed to him at all. And I know he's, he becomes a more prominent character going forward, which does not please me. But yeah, uh, really, really great season. Um, and I, I like how they continue to kind of turn things on their head, make you think certain things about a character, and then just totally flip it. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. So I'm, I'm back in the fold with, uh, with the old Game of the Thrones. And I, I would imagine, based on this pace, that we will maybe, by the end of this season, be caught up on everything. Uh, so yeah, so uh, so when when the final season rolls around, Les, I think we'll probably be watching in sync, and maybe when it's all said and done, we can do a big uh, big spoiler cast. Big, big Thrones spoiler cast, yeah, bitch. Yeah. So watch this space for that. Uh, other than that, I don't know that I've I've seen any any other telly uh, per se. Uh, what do we want to do next? Uh, we got games. We got movies. Uh, anyone seen any? Anyone seen any new release movies? Um, no, nothing new. I saw uh, I saw Shin Godzilla, which just came out. It's actually in came West. out in Japan. Yeah, it just came out in the West. It came out in Japan last year. And I heard it's good. Yeah, there was one showing of it in Cineworld, which was on Thursday night at eight p.m. That was like the only showing. I think they were showing oh. it in the lighthouse as well. Oh, I didn't realize you saw it. This I thought like you no, I saw the cinema. Yeah, I I, did, I thought they were putting it. I didn't realize it was coming like limited release to the to the cinema. Um, um, it was good. Yeah. Um, not, not your. I think I, e- even though it's a small, even though it's a smaller release in the West than the Brian Cranston one, I feel like of the people who saw it, I think the the ratio of positive to negative feedback is way better for Shin Godzilla. Yeah, I I still prefer the the American one. The, the Cranston one. But I, 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 I'm I a big fan of that. And also... Fucking bullet club gaijin fuck. <laughs> um, but they're very, very different movies. Shin Godzilla is yeah. is not really a Godzilla movie at all. It's, uh, it's like a political satire that happens to kind of take place during a Godzilla attack. So Godzilla isn't even really the focus of the movie. It's this kind of very funny political comedy about like how does the japanese government like deal with this uh this Ooh. godzilla attack it's very very fast paced and the that dialogue is very very fast yeah it's really really surprisingly good like it's it was completely not what i expected because what i expected was godzilla attacks a city for two hours and it's very much not that 
Does um, it turn out that we were actually the Godzilla all along? <laughs> no, uh, Godzilla was the Godzilla. Oh! Twist, not a twist. <laughs> what a turn. Um, Turns out we were the Game of Thrones all along. So you have like 20 minutes that will pass in the middle of the movie with like no Godzilla action. It's just like... Um, I, thought you said, I thought you said this movie was good. <laughs> it was really good. It was really, really fun. Very funny. Um, like the cinema was quite full. A surprise because it's obviously a foreign language movie. And they were like yeah. laughing out loud, which I've never... I've never had people laugh out loud at a subtitled movie before in in the cinema. Um, but there were, there were big laughs in it. And uh, what I liked as well about the, the Godzilla design was it was actually done with CGI, but the CGI was done in such a way to make it look like it was a rubber suit. So mm. <laughs> Okay, weird. So, yeah, a weird take on it, but I guess it kind of played into Sounds the, amazing. the tone of the I'm movie. Um, download it. I would recommend. I really, really liked it, um, and it's been really well uh, reviewed everywhere as well. But it, it's it's so not what you kind of would expect it to be. It's such a weird take on the Godzilla formula, but it was it was really really good. I, I give it a good uh, eight out of ten. Uh, my fifth favorite movie of the year, I think, after like Moonlight. Uh, Logan, La La Land, something else. Twentieth Century like Women. Really, this year? I well, I saw it's... it in I saw it in the cinema this year. I think didn't I? Oh, no, fair, enough, fair, enough, fair, enough, fair. Enough. I mean, Shin Godzilla is twenty sixteen, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Who cares? Release dates are all dumb anyway. Yeah. Um, one, of, one, of my, one of my one of my favorite games of the year will be Yakuza, which also had a had a uh, Japanese release last year. So what am I what am, what am I arguing about here? Uh, so yeah, if you, if you have any like passing interest in Godzilla or you know, I mean the, the just in Godzilla. <laughs> I mean the the comedy is very uh, is very Japanese. It's 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 uh, like quite uh, no 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 not in a bad way. It's it's, like... Men in nappies hitting each other on the head. No, not not that. No, <laughs> no not that kind of Japanese. It, it's all kind of uh, like it's quite visual, like slapstick almost. Right. Yeah, men in nappies. No, there's no nappies. I I can I can promise you, there's no nappies. <laughs> oh, they take the nappies off. Just it's not a silly slapstick. It's more it's little, a more clever. Out. Like like silly facial reactions and stuff like that. <laughs> no, oh, like Takeshi's castle. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit Takeshi's. It's, it's, it's definitely closer to Takeshi's Castle than, than Men in Nappies. Uh, so I saw I that. I apologize to any Japanese people listening for the implication that like your culture revolves around uh, Godzilla and Takeshi's Castle. <laughs> those, are, those are the two cultural icons in uh, Japan. They're not listening to this. They're too busy watching and, a game and, show where uh, a man puts broken glass down someone's pants. <laughs> Is that Takeshi's Castle? No, that's FMW. (laughs) I don't think we've ever referenced FMW on this podcast before. Uh, Probably not. It's like it's a it's a genre of video game where they use video um, uh, (laughs) Final Fantasy like to to uh, to (laughs) tell a story, and often you have narrative decisions to make and puzzles to solve. Anyway, uh, and 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 sometimes 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 the genre. Top star will go to CZW for an advertised match and then just not do it. Um, uh, anyway, 
anyway, because um, <laughs> you're you're very close to pickle Rick in that joke, Barry. But you turned it around at the end. Did I? <laughs> I, I thought I bombed. To be honest, no, I liked it. Uh, so anyway, uh, I saw a movie, uh, a current release. Uh, I saw Atomic Blonde, mm. uh, which is the Charlie's Theron. Uh, James McAvoy uh, action spy thriller thing, sort of uh, called by some uh, John Wick-esque, uh, I believe co-directed by one of the folks behind John Wick. No, it's directed uh, by one of the people who co-directed John Wick. Ah, yes, that arrangement of words. <laughs> you got it uh, the way around. Um, yes, so I saw that. Uh, it was uh, solid. It was like imagine John Wick if it if the dialogue between the action scenes was about 3% as compelling right. as it is John Wick. Uh, so basically, and that's a shame because when you, the, the first part of the film where it's setting the scene, it's set in 1989 uh, Berlin. Uh, it has a uh, very cool sense of style, a great soundtrack. It's not about the Berlin Wall, but like the Berlin Wall, in fact, it explicitly says it's not. But that that's just kind of the backdrop. It's very very interesting, uh, but the the dialogue and the uh, the general plot is the most rote, uninspired spy story ever. There, uh, Atomic Blonde. <laughs> that's not the character's name, but I can't remember what her name is. Um, she's literally trying to get some microfilm from from another spy, and she has a spy cohort, James McAvoy, and she's not sure where his allegiances lie. Uh, oh, and the framing device for the whole film is a debriefing where she's in an interrogation room with John Goodman, and he's like, "So tell us how it all went down." Uh, it is the most cliche setup in it, and there's there's twists, but none of them are like actual twists that'll surprise you. So, so all of the, all of that is is profoundly disappointing because it's it is John Wick without any of the compelling story elements or um, uh, or anything like that, but. It is very stylish, and the action is tremendous. There is some really incredible action scenes, some really uh, uh, visceral, kind of gritty, like not very flashy, but just kind of intense uh, back-and-forth fighting. It, it, it's really great in that sense. Uh, Charlize Theron appears to be doing an awful lot of her own stunts, uh, getting down and dirty with a lot of it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, so it considering it has a great sense of style and... and Something akin to John Wick level action without story. It is a solid recommendation, although not a uh, not a a hearty recommendation. Not a, not an excellent must see film. Uh, but if you're looking to go see something and and, and you like your action thrillers, uh, this is worth a look. Uh, so yeah, that that's uh, that's that. It's it's not. I don't I don't think it'll crack many people's uh, uh, top ten films of the year list. I'm looking at here. Um, the director, right? He's done. He co-directed John Wick, obviously. Atomic Blonde, and his next movie, Deadpool Two. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the that's the uh, the interesting thing. Yeah, I watched this and I was just like, yeah, given given that you know Deadpool, the writing of that film was going to be what it's going to be. I was like, this 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 guy this guy could do Deadpool too. There are there are elements of um, of kind of Deadpool esque presentation about it. It's not a comedy, obviously. It's not it's not funny. There's no fourth wall stuff, but there's just there's some stuff about it that I can't really describe without without just kind of outright saying what happens in the film. There's some stuff that makes me think he he would not be a, a bad uh, Deadpool director. Hmm. Of course, Deadpool too in, in the news, bad news for them today. Did you see that? No, 
uh, a stunt lady died on set uh, today. Oh, for real? Uh, uh, yeah, doing some kind of motorcycle stunt. Um, so oh, that's dear. very unfortunate, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so Tommy Blind, anyway, uh, all right. One thing I will say, lads, before, before I pass to Joe, if he has any films, um, this is the mankiest cinema experience oh, God. I have had in a long time. I went to, to a cinema that I've been to many, many times, um, there's, there's three big cinemas in Limerick. They are all basically fine. I've never had neither. None of them stand out. None of them are terrible. Um, mm. I went to this one, and they must have been short staffed because I noticed straight away they had someone selling the tickets and the food, but no one taking the tickets at the entrance to the actual screens. Right. Um, so I was like, oh, they must be down people. Went for a wee before the film, and there was in the sink <laughs> of the men's room a Coca Cola bottle. It had been uh, the Coca Cola had been drank, lads. It had been emptied, oh. and the bottle had been refilled with what I imagine was the product of that Coca Cola being drunk. Uh, the, bo- the bottle was half full with human piss. Um, oh, and, uh, what? Yes, so someone pissed in a Coke bottle about halfway full, sealed it, and put it in the sink of uh, this cinema. I was trying to figure out what the thought process was here. Was this like a prank? If so, it's like really tame because it's in a bottle. It's not like you pissed all over the floor. I was thinking maybe this person was on the bus and needed to piss really bad and did it into the Coke bottle. But if that's what happened, why didn't they dump it down a toilet bowl or a urinal? Why did they leave it sealed in a sink? Right? So that was disgusting. All right. Uh, So that happened. Went into the cinema. Uh, it hadn't been it hadn't been swept right. Now I am not a I am not a clean freak. I am not a nitpicker. I am not the type of person who would go into a theater and say, "Oh, Jeeves, there's three kernels of popcorn on the floor. This is not to standard." Uh, that is not my that is not my mo. This place was fucking filthy, including under my seat. There was um, uh, an empty tray of nachos, but the cheese section of the tray was basically full. Uh, there was just a full thing of, of nacho cheese under my seat. Uh, it was disgusting. I watched the film. I right? enjoyed the film. Atomic Blood. Three stars on the old letterbox from, from your boy at the Marylet. Mm-hmm. Go to have a wee to empty myself after the big bottle of coke. The big, uh, big, I, I did not drink the, the wee, I swear. Um, <laughs> go, to, go, to, go to the bathroom to, to empty out the big liter of coke I drank. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So you undid this, the bottle, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's part of, that's part of why I usually like this establishment is they sell the biggest cokes of all the cinemas in Limerick. But anyway, uh, go to the bathroom after this two-hour film. The bottle of piss is still there in the sink. So someone uh, in, the two, in the two hours. When was the last time you went to a restaurant or a pub or anything where the sign-in sheet in the bathroom hadn't been done after two hours? I mean, that's like. That's terrible. So, so yeah, I was actually really disappointed with that. And I was actually annoyed about it to the level that I wanted to leave a Facebook review. But oh, I, was like, oh, I was like, oh, Barry, don't, don't be that person. You hate that person. So I did not. I did not. But um, I did. I did. I, I, I just. your podcast. I, yeah. So worse, if anything, here. I fucking. I slammed them on the 10 o'clock news here, this podcast. Um, this, is, this is global. 
Yeah, this is global. Worldwide, baby. Uh, you know, Will and Scott McAvoy will not be attending this cinema uh, after this scathing review from, from Barry. So you've lost two North American customers right there. Uh, anyway, so uh, so that was my, my cinema-going experience. Uh, Joe, did you see any films yourself this week? Uh, I won't talk about the Tom Hanks stuff because it, it was all just shit. Any, uh, any, any of it any good at all? No, he uh, he wasn't even in any of it, so it's it pointless. Um, in terms of other films, I watched um, Alien Covenant, hmm. um, which is another one of these alien movies, uh, follow up to Prometheus. It was deadly boring. Um, I I didn't even watch the last twenty minutes to be honest. Um, I was watching it on Friday night and quite late, and I was, I was just like, oh, oh God, I just want to go to bed. This film is so boring. Um, it, I can't even really tell you what happened. It's basically another ship goes into space. They get a signal. They go to this planet or something. Uh, they, should, they should stop doing that. I know. It, and then guess what? Oh, aliens turn up. Who would have fucking guessed it? <laughs> uh, didn't they know that they're in a film called Aliens? Don't go to that signal. I know, it's mental. Um, and your man is in it. Uh, what's his name? Your fella, Magneto. Fascinating. <laughs> um, oh, so it's in the cinematic universe with the Fox um, yeah. Uh, yeah. X-Men, okay. Yeah. Um, he's all right, but it, I don't know. They kind of seem to wreck on a lot of stuff from Prometheus because that, that didn't go down too well. So um a lot of the more interesting elements of that film, which I did quite like Prometheus, even though it was very flawed. It had some... Yeah, some I, liked, I liked it as well. There was some interesting stuff in there, even if it wasn't a perfect film. Uh, but they kind of canned all of that stuff to get it back on to being just like an alien movie. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was boring. It's, you know... It's not going to be alien. It's not going to be the original. It's not even going to be aliens. It's just rubbish. Yeah, I, I have... I, I have... I adore Alien. I've never watched a single sequel to that movie. Yeah. Um, but the general consensus that I heard was that people were so... People, like, fought over Prometheus. Like, people thought it was genius. People thought mm-hmm. it was shit. People thought it was a bit in the middle. Like, that was a film where people talk about it. I feel like this came out, and it was just a big wet fart. People were just like, ah. It's just... Now they're, now they're doing what most, uh, you know, modern sequels and reboots do, which is they just made a bad version of one yeah um so yeah i i'll i'll get around to at least watching aliens someday myself but uh yeah so uh what else uh, any anything else for yourself uh i watched an indie movie called save the date which is about uh this girl who's um gets proposed to but says no and then breaks up with her boyfriend and she meets some other guy and it's uh, sister's getting married and stuff happened it was fine it was it was entertaining Kind of in lots of indie music in it and people you know from sitcoms. Um, I, I don't know if I'd recommend it. Just yeah, if you want, if you like that sort of thing, don't seek it out unnecessarily. Um, yeah, that's what I, all I've seen. Uh, what else did I watch? I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, that is. All for uh, the movie uh, Guff there. Uh, Wait, Paul. One, one more. Go on. I saw Furious 7 this week in my ongoing Fast and Furious series. 
Uh-huh. It's the best one. Better than Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> it was actually really good. Um, obviously, this is the movie that uh, Paul Walker died during the making of. Yeah. So the first hour is like weirdly bereft of him. Like he's barely in the first hour. It's just Vin Diesel on his own, which is not necessarily a good thing because Vin Diesel is uh, one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Um, what? Oh, what? He, come on now! He's terrible. Um, oh no, it's family. <laughs> if Paul Walker was alive, you'd be saying Vin Diesel is great. Vin Diesel is bad. Okay, we're not talking about family where families all that week out because we don't got acting skills. I think that song is in the movie. Um, <laughs> that where that video was, uh, was about. All right. but no. Um, Jason Statham is the baddie in it, and he's like yeah. the best. Um, the first <laughs> weird, hmm? weird. It's about. It's just weird. Him as a baddie, isn't it? I guess because he's kind of, he, he's kind of the Steve Austin esque anti hero in a lot of the movies, like the yeah, yeah. That's what I think of. But no, he's a great villain. He's really great. Like, the first scene of the movie is him in a hospital with his brother. And his brother is the villain from the previous movie, played by Luke Evans. And he's talking to him about, you know... Like, ironically, the theme of the movie is family. And he's talking to him about family. And he, he leaves, a, like, a machine gun in his hand. And he starts walking out of the room. And as he leaves, you see that, like, the hospital is just destroyed. Like, that he's come through. It's like a hurricane has passed through. And it was such a a great, like, setup for a villain. It was, like, Dark Knight-esque, honestly. It, it was that good. Um, as an opening scene, I mean. And I, I, I after I watched it, I watched it again. I just rerouted and watched the opening scene again. It was so, so good. Um, I mean, before I had watched the Fast and Furious movies, I had this kind of idea that they were, you know, Transformer-like... Michael Bay shite was kind of what I pictured them to be um, they're actually so much fun like this is another I guess negative of the movie in a way is that The Rock also is not in a lot of it he's only really at the beginning and the end but it actually works out for the better because it's kind of like he basically pulls the, the Terry Funk you know injury spot in that he, he falls off a building at the start of the movie and then he's like in hospital with, you know, casts on his arms and legs. And then later in the movie, shit's going down, and it, the movie, it just cuts to the rock in hospital, and he sees, like, on the TV, all the shit's going down. And he gets up, and his little daughter's in the room with him, and he goes, Daddy's got to go to work. And he flexes his muscle, and it breaks the cast off. And I'm like, this is exactly what I want from these movies, is complete wacky shite with the rock in it. And it's, it, the rock does a rock bottom on Jason Statham as well at one point. And I feel like oh. I feel like that's that's the first time in years he's done a rock bottom in a movie. Yeah, that's the first. first. The first couple of movies he was in, he was getting his shit in like an indie match, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's been a while, so that, I'm I'm excited to hear that he's bringing it back. Yeah, and, and like the last hour is just uh, so good. It's it, it's actually a legitimately great action franchise because it has great action. One thing I was afraid again going into it is that the action would be kind of you know. As modern action often is, is is shaky, steady cam, zoom in, zoom out, and it really isn't. It's yeah. actually really, really well done, um, mm-hmm. and like really, really 
big scale, like right around like five, six, seven, the when the rock joins ironically that's when the movies kind of start to become these big event movies as opposed to just like about street racing so you do have like vin diesel driving a car through a helicopter and there's one scene in it where it's in like dubai or something and they're they're in a car on top of uh like on the 300th floor of a skyscraper and they drive out through the window into the window of the this next skyscraper it's like stupid shit like that it's so good man uh, so Fury Seven is is despite the Paul Walker stuff is is my favorite one so far, because uh, Jason Statham as a villain just kind of puts it to the next level, both in terms of credibility and in terms of how good he is in the movie. He's really really good. Um, so eight out of ten for that, and I only have now Fate of the Furious left, or as it's known in Ireland, Fast and the Furious Eight. Um. So I'm much looking forward to that. Of course, Paul Walker is not in it now. That's the other thing about Fury 7, by the way. The the, the last, like, five minutes of it are just an, an unabashed, non-canon tribute to Paul Walker. Like, montages, and at the end it has, like, That should, that should be Paul. all movies. What, Paul Walker all tributes? Movie, all movies should have a five-minute Paul Walker tribute at the end, I think. I think. <laughs> Whether or not he was ever in them. Yeah, wouldn't the world be a better place? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> So that's all the movies. Cool. Dame Guff. That's the end of all movies forever. So many games. Uh, oh, God, there's too many games. What do you think of The Rock's new tattoo? I hate it. Oh, it's dreadful. It's fucking garbage. What a, Oh, God. <laughs> he is awful. It almost makes me want to not, not watch Fast and the Furious 8 now. Yeah. I almost want to take all of his matches out of my top ten. I don't know what he was... What he was thinking, like, I don't know. It's like changing. I mean, look, the, it's like changing the Coca Cola logo. <laughs> Listen, all right, I'm with you. However, let's let's not call that original tattoo the Coca Cola logo. No, but it's tattoo. iconic in that same it, way. It's I mean. terrible. It's terrible. Little <laughs> shitty little bull that looks like he got it done when he was 15. No, the original tattoo is great. It's not great. Okay, it's great because he's the rock. Imagine that on literally any other human. <laughs> but it's the it's the bull doing the doing the eyebrow. <laughs> yes. It's so quintessentially oh, oh, the rock. Okay. You okay, sorry, I, I retract my earlier statement. It's actually not a tacky load of shite. <laughs> he's a pickle. Get it? He's a pickle. <laughs> I'm eyebrow bull! <laughs> I have a Oh, anyway, the new one. We're all in agreement that his new um, tattoo of a boss from a God of War game is bad. pretentious bollocks. It's so fucking bad, dude. When I first saw it, I thought it was uh, like a fake um, you know, fan Photoshop or something. And then uh, when that- I saw it. I thought it was a publicity stunt for a movie and that he hasn't actually done it. And then the sad, sad realization that that is actually what happened. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, so, sorry. Sorry to... to, Thanks for destroying our memories, rock, our childhood. Why don't you shave off the fucking eyebrow? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you just recast yourself as a woman? Uh, How about that? Oh, Paul, speaking of... (laughs) did Did you watch the new Plinkett review? Uh, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also watched it. 
I thought it was all right. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I, I uh, returned to form after the Force Awakens one. I, I mean, kind of. I thought it was a return to form in the sense that there was there was nothing about it that I really didn't like. There was not there was no bad parts, but I, I also didn't think it was that funny. I didn't think there was any hilarious bits in it. I didn't they, they, like. I don't. I don't know if I'll ever watch this one again. It was just kind of there. Hmm. I also don't yeah. think it needs to be an hour. I feel like he said seventy times that they improv and hey, the improv was bad. Yeah. You know, but um. Yeah, you know, something of a return to form. Uh, I'm wondering what they will do next, if anything. Well, there's a, there's a new half in the bag on the way, apparently. So I can well, expect I mean, that with, today or tomorrow. They, they will obviously continue to produce content. It's how they make money. Mm. But um, I, I mean specifically with the Plinket reviews. I don't know I don't know if that format is holding up. Yeah, well I'm, like, I'm thinking they, they just kind of knock it on the head. Like, I much prefer their their video content and I'm I much prefer them as kind of personalities than the whole thing yeah. anyway so yeah I, I feel like it's just it's it's peaked now and it's it's you know I don't think they'll ever get back to that to that level which is fine but yeah I think they it's like the back. rock keeping his old tattoo just for the sake of it I wonder if they go back to it for business reasons like like I I, get, I bet they have like a peak when they do that um yeah, perhaps. But anyway, and they ever go at Disney and Marvel for churning stuff out? Fucking <laughs> hypocrites! Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I mean, this thing I felt like was like it was mildly insightful and mildly amusing, but it was nothing hilarious, and it was also not. I didn't think it was especially ambitious. They had like a, a small mm. handful of like pieces they filmed themselves for the purpose of it. Those very little like cutaways or anything. You know, anything too weird with it. You could say this was maybe just, this was kind of banged out, you know. Well, yeah, also, uh, it's a pretty easy movie to rip apart. It doesn't require kind of in depth dissection. It's well, so was, so was The Phantom Menace, but they still did that in the. Yeah, but they were chronic. Way. That, that was like, that was like so bad. Mm. Yeah, that was. A, this like is a, just like, thing. just like a bad movie, you know, not for a world movie. But yeah, so. Yeah. You can check that out, Red Letter Media on on YouTube. Um, let us know what you thought about it. You know, we're, we always we always plug those lads. Good, good I, content, uh, anyway. I resubscribed to their Patreon after being away for like a year, so I I had a year of like built up outtakes and stuff to breeze through. The the, the outtakes from the Nerd Crew shoots are something else. Mm. So so funny. Um. um. Because they're they're very uh, obviously scripted those, so they're trying to deliver these lines while not kind of crossing the line of you know becoming too much of a parody, but also not literally just saying what people on like Collider and whatnot are saying. So very very funny stuff anyway. So uh, game golf, Paul. What are you playing lately? Uh, well, right now I'm playing 2064 Read Only Memories, and I'm about three hours into it, I think. Mm. Um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's not a very gameplay-heavy game, so it's not like a game I could sit down and play for three hours. It's uh, kind of a an Oregon Trail-style point-and-click, um, done in like a 16-bit style, so it's, like it looks great, it sounds great. Um, features the voice of Xavier Woods, which I feel like I've said like three times now. 
Uh, still haven't yeah. still haven't got to the point in the game where he's in it yet. But um, yeah, enjoyed it a lot. It's kind of like a, a noir set in neo San Francisco, which is kind of like a Blade Runner take. Um, even although I've played it a lot more than last time I spoke about it, I still feel like. I haven't gleaned a lot more insight about the game. It's uh, um, it's it's obviously is a very very liberal game. So it's kind of it's kind of a little a little too in your face with its progressive message. Um, like like I get what they're doing and they hit you over the head with it until you're kind of like okay okay I understand. Um, but I really like the the mechanic of it. I, I like the voice acting is great. The music is great. Um, it's just the, the game is is ten hours long, and I don't know that it's a game that I can kind of like I said sit down and play for two three hours. So it, I kind of feel like it's a game that I'll I'll kind of split up into chapters and and just play a bit here and a bit there, uh, kind of similar to what I'm doing with Hitman. Which by the way, I started the uh, the second area of hitman the the italian villa um i find it actually having spent so much time in paris in hitman like i i probably played the paris episode for a good 15 20 hours i would say um it's kind of hard for me to get used to a new level i'm too used to the old one and I'm, I'm like i i started the new level i'm like this looks great and everything but i don't know where anything is or how to do anything yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kind of still kind of I'm, I'm kind of lost playing it, um, but obviously still love Hitman. Uh, I finished two games since we last been on. Uh, I bought Tacoma and finished that. Tacoma, obviously the uh, the follow up to Gone Home. Yeah, which wasn't brought out on PS4, sadly, so I played it on Steam yeah. instead on the laptop. Um, I really wasn't a big fan of it. Um, That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's uh, it feels like a 2014 game. It doesn't feel like a modern game. Um, the controls are are real simple, and the 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 story, first of all, is not super interesting. Uh, but also the the kind of the world it takes place in is also not very interesting. And I, f- I feel like really good walking sims, which is not a term I use, you know, as a insult or something is a term of endearment but walking sims are often very dependent on taking place in a really interesting really dynamic game world like uh what remains of edith finch i love uh everybody's gone to the rapture i love dear esther i love gone home obviously i love tacoma takes place in a in a space station so it kind of it's all very sterile all very bland and it doesn't really give you that feeling of wanting to kind of explore every nook and cranny of the place. Um, the characters that it introduces are, are are interesting enough and are good enough. But whereas with Gone Home, you were kind of concentrated on one story, which was Sam's story. In Tacoma, you have six characters that you're kind of keeping track of. And although the stories kind of interweave and um, pass through each other, I don't know that any of the characters are so kind of stand out that that I really cared as much. And also what Tacoma really lacks is the kind of building of tension that something like Gone Home has. Um, Tacoma has a super flat ending. And 
it has an ending that kind of tries to be a twist ending, but it's so kind of flat that my reaction was just like, oh, okay. Um, whereas Gone Home, obviously, Barry, you and I, big Gone Home fans, you have the yeah. whole, you know, what's in the attic? What the fuck is going on here? You really don't have anything like that in Tacoma. It's just... Like, if you picture a graph in your mind with, with, like, the tension in Gone Home, like, being a straight line diagonally up and to the right, uh, Tacoma is more or less just a, a horizontal line. Um, like, at no point was did I feel like something was building up to a big reveal. I didn't feel like I really cared where the story went. Um, and again, it just, it just feel, feels like, whereas other games, like, everybody's gone to the rapture and what remains of Edith Finch have kind of taken the, the genre and done like brought it into 2017 and done something new and unique with it. Uh, it feels like an old game. It feels, it feels like a game that came out in 2013, 2014. Uh, That's so a shame. in a way, yeah, it actually feels more like a step back from gone home than a step forward, which is, yeah, unfortunate because I, I was really looking forward to playing it and it's, it's not that good. I also beat the first episode of Batman Telltale Season 2. Mm. Great. Really good. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you enjoyed the first one, uh, uh, given that the first one had technical issues, uh, episode 1 of Season 2, I had zero technical foibles. Um, the Riddler was introduced. Really well done. Um, so I would say anybody who enjoyed the first season of Batman, even given that it wasn't, you know, the best performing game. Definite recommendation for at least episode one of season two. And it's it's set up for a really strong season two. Um, and that's even given the fact that I I had played the first two episodes, because there's only the first two episodes out. I played the first two episodes of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I wasn't enjoying it so much. And I was kind of thinking, is this because I kind of, I'm kind of burned out on the Telltale formula? But I played the first episode of Batman season two, and it has me like hooked right, right again. So I don't think it's so much um, that I, f- I was burned out on the formula as much as Guardians just simply doesn't have a super interesting story. Whereas the Batman story is so well done, so well performed as well. Like it was so good. Um, so that was uh, whatever, a, a two and a half hours, two hours that I really, really enjoyed. And I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. So. I actually bought the season pass outright for this one because it was that good. Oh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm pleasantly surprised to hear that. Yeah, uh, I hope it, I hope, I hope it keeps up, and and if it does, maybe I'll, I'll jump in there. I really enjoyed it. Yep, thumbs up for me. So that's all the games I've been playing. Yeah, four games, two that I beat, two that are ongoing. Alrighty. Played a couple of things at the moment myself. I, I'm persevering with, with with Breath of the Wild. I've kind of gotten over the hump now of just trying to make my peace with the the weapon durability and the rain and the thunder and the lightning and all these other weird systems. Um, the, the weapon durability in particular, I've kind of I've kind of accepted it. I kind of get the loop of it. Like you know, your weapons break, but you also get new ones so often it doesn't really mm. matter. Like like I'm into that. That's fine. Uh, I've I've done a lot of shrines. I'm really enjoying the puzzles, as I said, but uh, I'm I'm just not taken by it. I'm really not. I'm really not feeling compelled to keep playing it. Honestly, I'm mm. I'm about um, twenty or so hours in, um, 
I haven't. I I've gotten to. I'm just before one of the fights with the big ancient beasts or whatever they're called. So uh, I'm still relatively early. Still have a lot of plot to go, but um, I don't know. It's just something about it isn't really grabbing me. Uh, but it is. You know, it's it's certainly well made. One thing I will say is that I uh, the switch. I really grew to appreciate it on my recent OTT trip. Uh, God, the the bus trip just absolutely flew. Having like. A real, a real ass video game to play, not just something on my phone. Like playing this great open world adventure on this little tablet I could fit in my bag was uh, tremendous fun. It really was. Uh, so I've really, I've really, uh, and I, I've been playing it on the commute to work as well. So the Switch is a thumbs up so far. It really, it really is a great system. Uh, so there's that. I was listening uh, to a podcast recently. I think it was Game Scoop. Yeah, but I'm not sure where one of the hosts was had had gone back to play Horizon. After having started and not finished, which I, by the way, I bought Horizon. Uh, oh, good. PSN sale, 30, 33 euro, I think, which is not a bad deal. Um, and he was saying the one thing that he kind of misses now, having having played Breath of, the Wild, Breath of the Wild and trying to go back to Horizon, is uh, not climbing everything, but gliding. Yeah. That he would get like to the top of a hill and look down and is it his kind of instinct would be to to glide but he's like oh no i just have to walk back down the mountain now that that was one thing that he he kind of breath of the wild has kind of changed in how he how he thinks about these kind of games uh that was one thing that i guess that i didn't really appreciate about zelda when i was playing it because the kind of thing that pops in everybody's mind is you see something in the distance you can climb there but really gliding is the mechanic that makes the game kind of fun to play more so than climbing things anyway in my mind I don't know. So I mean, I I do really love that you can climb everything in in Zelda. Um, like yes, yeah, so I, I I mean I, I think I'm maybe selling short how much fun I am having when I play it. When I when I pick it up and when I play it, I am enjoying it. I'm just I'm not I'm not feeling this thing where when it came out, people were like, oh, I binged it. I played it for twenty hours straight. Blah blah. Like I'm just not feeling that, but. I mean, I've grown to kind of appreciate. Well, that's it. also true that it. you're you're coming into it without without a Zelda background. You know, this is more or less your first. That's Zelda, true right? as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. Uh, so it is my very first one. But yeah, I, I mean, I do love that it's just. I mean, it's it's the promise of every open world game ever about going anywhere and doing anything. But it's it's it is really real in this, and I I, I love kind of. There have been several instances where I've I've just gone completely off the beaten path and just found this little nook and cranny, and and oh, well, like well that's what I love most about it is the little stories that you create. Yeah, and just like I I'm weirdly like more so than weapons i'm like weirdly surprised when i find a new animal that i can cook into a new elixir like i, I really love all the cooking stuff i i also also love the the little song and dance the food does when you're cooking it i um, do miss that little that little noise <laughs> it, it, it is great especially when the music picks up and you realize you made something really awesome yeah you're like oh uh, yeah. one yeah, thing so i love about breath of the wild is just like if you keep looking like there's legitimately stuff to find in there like there's there's a full like town that you'll find that's, that doesn't have anything to do with any of the plot. Like if you just follow the plot, you will never find this town. And it's just somewhere in the world. Like you just come across and you're like, fuck, there's a whole town here I never saw. And um little like items that you find, like, oh shit, this item is here and you can mark it on your map and come back to it later, like when stuff resets and 
I miss it a little bit now. He got me back in the mood for it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to when the DLC comes out later in the year. We'll pick it up again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so I've been playing that. Uh, I started Injustice 2, uh, mm-hmm. which is more Injustice, so that's good. Uh, it's very purdy. It's uh, on the PS4, and it's a, it's a console. It's exclusive on PS4. No old console versions of it, so that's really nice. Uh, they have some fucking weird characters I have never heard of in my life in this game. Captain Cold... Uh, Firestorm, I think, is one of them, uh, and then obviously you got your your Batman, Harley Quinn, ba- uh, Superman, Joker, um, uh, some kind of more obscure ones that I have heard of, like Swamp Thing, who's actually pretty cool. You make uh, everything. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, um, what you call it? Uh, Injustice is cool, uh, so that's that's good. Uh, <laughs> I just have here for you IGN's list of the top one hundred comic book villains of all time. List ranked Captain Cold as what number do you think? Uh, you uh, I, uh, fifty. Twenty-seven. What? To be fair, I could. I don't know if I could name twenty five villains. That Captain I Cold is is like. from the uh, Flash. The Flash, yeah. I actually, I actually recognize Captain Cold from the uh, Robot Chicken DC specials. Okay, I believe. I mean, to be fair, I don't watch any of their TV shows. I believe Captain Cold is in the Flash TV show. Yeah, he's played by he's played by that guy from Prison Break. Yeah, so I, I I guess he is a more in vogue character than I would know. I mean, those shows are relative, but they like in the in the story, one of the antagonists in it, in, in Justice Two is Gorilla Grodd, who is an, a monkey with like a helmet that makes him smart, or he's already smart and he made a helmet that gives him mind control powers. I don't know, uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, I like that they've got weird characters in there. It would be boring if it was just all the ones I knew. Uh, you know, like the last game, Injustice One had like ten Batman characters. It was like. Batman, Joker, Harley Quinn, uh, Robin, Catwoman, Nightwing, fucking, uh, you know, uh, Solomon Grundy, you know, all these, all these characters. Whereas this one, it's like, you've got like, uh, you know, three Batman characters, three Superman characters, and the Flash and some Flash villains, you know, so I, so fair play to that. But anyway, it's a, it's a, it's the same rock solid fighting game with a cool story. I say this, that, I uh, played a great game. Uh, at the moment, that I really, really love. It's one of my surprises of the year. Uh, Paul, you can play this on the Nintendo Switch. Mm. Uh, and Joe can play this on Steam, because it's out on PC as well. It's, it's not on any other consoles. I'm playing Slime-san, which is slime, and then the Japanese you know, suffix for a respectable way to greet a gentleman. Um, uh, Slime-san is basically kind of like Super Meat Boy. It is a... a very hard 2D platformer um, with uh, where each level is like a single screen. Uh, so uh, and that's basically it. I mean, there's not there's not much else to it. Uh, it's got it's got kind of a Game Boy color aesthetic. It's like um, not a Game Boy color the device. It, the colors are like that of an original Game Boy. Um, it's got like four colors to it. Um, uh, it's fantastic. It's a really basic game. You can uh, your character can walk dash and jump 
and uh, you also unlock an, an ability later to uh, kind of phase through certain walls and it is just the levels are so well designed it controls fantastically well uh, the levels are really short so again for you know commuting bite-sized levels on a journey that's fantastic uh, it's it's a fantastic game if you like a platformer and it is it is just a whopping 11 euro on the switch uh, so th- that is a, 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 a very pleasant surprise. Uh, I know Brian Altano of IGN is the one who put me onto that. He was, he was singing its praises, uh, Paul. So I would recommend you check it out. It also has maybe, the be- uh, it also has maybe the best soundtrack of the year, a tremendous, you know, Ooh. a tremendous, you know, modernizing of the, the 16 bit style, you know, it's not, it's not staunchly 16 bit. It's like that, that style with a twist. Um, it's a it's a great game. It's a great game. Uh, so I, I hardly recommend that to everyone, especially if you have a Switch and you're looking for something to play on the Switch. Um, that's not a port of something else. Mm. Like uh, like uh, the actual Super Meat Boy was announced for Switch this week. If you were excited about this, spend the tenner on this game because it's 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 comparable, but it's like actually a new game that came out this year. So there's that. Right. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I'm really playing at the moment. Good, yeah. Lots of video game uh, recommendations there. So. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of stuff. Um, uh, do um, do we want to jump into the wrestling? Do you have, do you guys have emails? I don't have emails. I have one. Uh, I have one. One email. Okay, go ahead. You can go, Joe. I don't have my email. Um, uh, my email is from uh, Shane the Money Brennan. Uh, that's his new nickname. Uh, subject revived series. He says hi, Joe. I hope you well. Read during the week that a Judge Dredd TV series, which may be set in the same universe as the film from a few years back, which I thoroughly enjoyed, is in the works. With the recent revival of shows like Twin Peaks and the recent space of shows based on films, are there any defunct television or film series you'd love to see make a return in some capacity? A fourth season of Deadwood, maybe? A Paulie Walnut spin-off show, perhaps? Implausible as that might be? Hope you had a good weekend, Shane. Well, thanks for that, Shane. Um, what would I like to see come back? Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect that. With Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in the, obviously Uncle Phil passed away. Yeah, you can't have him in it. But, um, I think most of the rest of the cast is still, still about, so that, that'd be good. Um, I'd like to see Freaks and Geeks come back, um, for a series where they're all grown up. So a lot of good people in that. You had your Seth Rogans, your uh, what's that other lad called? Uh, James Franco. Yeah, and all, all good people. Linda Godlini. Um, also, um, a little show called The Simpsons. I'd love that to come back because that was that, oh. that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of defunct TV. Um, yeah. Any any shows you guys want to resurrect? Um, hmm. Lost. No, no, I wouldn't like Lost. Uh, like, yeah, like, it was rubbish. I love that. That's very disrespectful. Um, let me think. Hmm. And let me see. I think they could probably do some with Scrubs. I don't think the people who are in Scrubs are too busy these days. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Scrubs. One reunion season in Secretary. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, 
I was going to say friends, but I realized I was literally going to say friends as well for the same reason. I think no, I think you know what most people as they've gotten older have realized. You know what? We actually don't want friends back. <laughs> leave, leave it where it was. Leave leave it where it was in the nineties. In the grave. Uh, uh, what else? I think it's easier there? to do kind of comedy series for whatever reason. Like all that's like, come to my mind are sitcoms. Most of the shows that I like that are now finished, a lot of them either ended well. Like I don't, I don't want to see another season of The Wire. Like that's stupid. Or Breaking uh, Bad. Or Breaking Bad. Or in the case of something like Twenty Four, it's like I'm glad it's gone because it 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 outstayed its welcome and it retreaded on its own tropes. So, including in its own reboots. Like season eight was supposed to be the last one, and then they did one more season with. Kiefer Sutherland, which mm. I couldn't even get through because it's like, oh god, there, it's just the exact same show. Like I don't care at all, and I didn't, I didn't watch that new season with the new hero, but I heard it was not great. Like, like the shows, that, a lot of the shows that I like that are over with, I have just no desire to see them resurrected because they weren't great before they 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 fell out. Uh, like Futurama, that came back so many times, and it mm. was good, and. It maybe wasn't very consistent in the end, but it was still solid. Like I don't know if I want to see that again. Uh, I don't know. Redford Rejects. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, I have a great one. I have a great what? one. I would love to see modern day Keenan and Kel. Oh man. Ah, I reckon they still have the old magic. I I reckon six episodes of them as H- HBO as- series. <laughs> just loads of shagging. Um, oh god, yeah, just HBO so they can just be killed and killed, but like adult comedy. I don't know. I can get I can get great. the old Halloween costume out of the out of the wardrobe. Oh, <laughs> no. I ordered my Halloween costume this week. Oh yeah, where are you going? You're gonna have to wait and see. Mm, there you go. Um, I, I I can tell you that mm-hmm. one idea. That I, I up until the day I ordered was going to happen, but I can I'll now confirm on air it is not happening. I was going to be Rick from Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty. But, uh, but is, is it is it pickle Rick? <laughs> I'm a Halloween costume. Yeah, pickle Morty. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I, I I'm afraid I actually don't know of any dead shows I would resurrect. I really liked when they brought Beavis and Butthead back for that one season in like. That was a good season. or whatever. Yeah, it was, and then they just stopped doing it again. I guess, I don't know whether it was like a bomb or whatever, but I really enjoyed it. It, it must have been, it must have been. I mean, they would have kept it if it wasn't, I'd imagine. And I, I, I would love a little bit of Kablam. I, I love Kablam. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Action League. Now, they're all tablets. Because kids don't play with toys anymore. Um, that's what that joke was. Uh, I have an email from the Bink, not the guinea pig one, but Stevie Boy Binkle. He says, hi, Paul. This is for you and Joe. Oh. He says, with MLS set to add Los Angeles and eventually Miami, if Beckham can ever get that stadium situation finalized, the MLS will have 24 teams in the league. They've announced their goal is to get to 28 teams over the next five to six years. And while that's small by American standards, because the NFL has 32 teams, and NBA and Major League Baseball both have 30, it easily makes them the largest top-flight league in the world. How many teams can the top level of a league really handle without being too much? I've always thought 20 
was a perfect number. Um, he goes on and says, would the Premier League ever expand? I remember many years ago, there were rumors of the Scottish Premier League trying to merge with the Premier League with Celtic and Rangers wanting immediate advancement into the English Premier League, giving the league 22 teams. But that always seemed far-fetched for a number of reasons. Have a great week. Well, I mean, of course, when the Premier League started, it was 24. Yeah. Same as MLS will be. Too, too many. Which is too many. So, given that the, the, the teams in the Premier League, for, I'm going to use Premier League as the example. So, given that the teams in the Premier League have 38 games a year, plus they're in two domestic cups, plus some of them are in Europe. I think that's enough games already. You know, I think that it, the way the, the MLS is set up anyway is, is, is split into the, the, the different divisions anyway, right? So you have like a, a yeah, Western it's, it's conference and an Eastern conference. Yeah, it's two divisions anyway, so it's not really a one top flight division. Yeah. I don't think you can really compare it to, to the Premier League. So you, the, the, they actually end up playing less games and then have the, the playoffs at the end of it. Yeah. Whereas the Premier League is just... Thir- every team plays 38 games, you know, kind of regardless of how well they do or don't do. Which, I mean, in fair- fairness, often leads to a kind of a flat climax. Like last season, for example. But then sometimes... Uh, doesn't <laughs> like the season where uh, Aguero won the title in like the last minute or whatever it was. So yeah, advantages and disadvantages. I think t- I think twenty is the perfect number as well. It's a nice round number, and uh, yeah, it's the right amount of games. You, you do have leagues that have that have less. Like the the Scottish league is like what twelve? Oh, uh, probably less. Though. Wasn't it ten before? Nine, it was ten before. That was twelve. Seven. Yeah, Scottish. Premier League or is it Scottish Premiership? I don't even remember now. Uh, Scottish Premiership has. Let me have a look at the table here. Yeah, twelve teams in the Scottish Premiership. So that's a very sm- Scotland's a very small country though. Um, English Premier League's got twenty. Spanish, I think the Spanish and Italian are twenty. So it seems like twenty is kind of the the perfect number. Um, but then all the lower English leagues, like the Championship, at that are all twenty four. So I don't know. There's not really, although that that was the old first division. So there's not really a lot of consistency anyway. But I agree with Steve, and I think twenty is the perfect number. And I don't think the Premier League should expand. And if Rangers and Celtic were in the Premier League, they would get fucking annihilated on a weekly basis, yeah, <laughs> more or less. Shite. Um, is this, this Celtic of 2017 is not the Celtic who. You know, we're being AC Milan a decade ago. There's yeah. the Scottish League has not kind of kept up with the rest of the world, unfortunately. Um, so Celtic would be getting hammered by you know the Swansea's of the world. So I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't think that would be very likely to happen. Um, especially since they get the revenue from you know European competition and whatnot. Sure, thank you for your email, Stevie. Um, so we get, I guess we can move on to the wrestling. So, um, yeah, um, live news. Go on. Uh, as we as we do this show. So basically, just before we went on air, news emerged that Ric Flair was uh, very unwell. Uh, those close to him asking for prayers it came out about an hour ago, like literally as the show was ongoing, that he was in a medically induced coma, um, uh, in preparation for surgery. 
And Dave Meltzer just noted that he is now out of surgery, which is a good sign, as in he is out of surgery and alive. I, I, I mean, him saying that he's out of surgery, which is good, tells me that, like, almost seems as though he's suggesting it was touch and go during the course of the surgery. But mm-hmm. um, he said that it is still extremely serious, and he said that it is something... Someone described him as something similar to what Dave's own dad had, which, of course, Dave's dad passed away uh, about, about a month or two ago. So I haven't got high, much specifics on it, but it seems certainly like a, a bad situation that is ongoing. I don't know that we will necessarily know anything tonight. Um, so, yeah, the nature boy, Ric Flair, the, one of the greats of all time. Uh, not, not in a good way. He is, he is what, 60, 68 years old? Um, yeah, yeah, I think he's about that. Yeah, hope hope nothing happens to him because then they'll might close down his Facebook page and Barry won't be able to continue <laughs> updating that Twitter thread, which would yeah. bring me great pain. No, that that would be the 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 truest um, uh, uh, letdown. Um, yeah, Woo! I mean, we will, we'll we never will, get uh, WWE Hall of Famer is in hospital. Oh God, he did. He or his intern rather did post a like when OJ Simpson nearly died. His um, they posted a thing going, uh, "We regret to inform you that the Hall of Fame football player is dot dot dot," and of course it's alluding to him being dead, even though he was not oh, dead. He was just, he was just in a very bad way, which is like, oh oh Nate. Uh, yeah, that was that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, uh, we, you know, watch the space. We will, we will, um, uh, we will um, update you accordingly. But obviously, I, I would suggest you know um, uh, keeping an eye on Twitter for, for stuff like that. Um, what else we got in the news here? Uh, also breaking today, Alberto El Patron, uh, GFW issued a statement saying that he is being stripped of the title. And is being um, uh, his suspension is ongoing. Hmm. So there you go. I mean, that's that's all they really said. You know, obviously he has not been found guilty of anything, but they said basically that in their independent review of the situation, uh, they they were not impressed with how he handled it. I think was was something uh, uh, what they said. So so yeah, he's uh, he is um, yeah. Also in their statement, they, they said, uh, I have a statement here in front of me, GFW has concluded its internal consideration of the events surrounding the suspension of Alberto El Patron. While it is apparent that initial reports unfairly ca- uh, characterized El Patron's involvement in the incident in the Orlando airport, we are nonetheless disappointed with the manner in which he dealt with the situation. We expect that there's not a full stop there, but a, a semicolon. We expect more decorum from all on the GFW roster, especially the world champion. We have communicated with El Patron our decision to strip him of his championship title. No decision has been taken as to the date on which he will be reinstated to the roster, the conditions of which are a private matter between the company and El Patron. And also, the word manner was misspelled, uh, and it remains misspelled yeah. on their official website. M-A-N-O-R. Well, yeah, listen, it's hard, all right? Writing a thing is hard. <laughs> is it? Yeah, mate. Hmm. Let's say who posted it. Jarrett, probably. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's that. I mean, there's been no legal update, by the way, on that front as to 
as to uh, what the status of those two. This is my first time, by the way, on the Impact Wrestling website since they're merged with with GFW, and their website is just the GFW website now. So that old yeah. that old hideous impactwrestling.com where the roster page brought you to like a, this page does not exist error um, oh. doesn't doesn't happen anymore. That's interesting. Disappointing, if anything, to be honest. But uh, what else have we got in the news? Uh, just the progress stuff that was happening over the last few days. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, Progress uh, ran shows in New York and Boston. Uh, before we get to the Progress shows, there was a very unusual situation where British Strong Style worked some other indie in the New York area the night before, and Pete Dunne got split open with a belt shot uh, from Darius Carter, who was his opponent, who a lot of people, including a lot of prominent indie wrestlers, took to Twitter to talk about how what a useless shithead he is. Uh, <laughs> To the, to the level that it's not just a case of, oh, something went wrong in a match, fuck this guy. Like, most yeah. people are more mature than that. Like, it's quite evident that this man is not liked previous to this incident. So that was funny. But um, it was pretty nasty cut. Um, he seemed like he got fucked up pretty bad. To the level that WWE, or I assume it was their call, I actually don't know. But one way or the other, Pete was not cleared to wrestle. Uh, despite the fact that he was the headliner of both the shows, he was going to face Jack Gallagher, mm. WWE star Jack Gallagher, for the Progress title in New York. Um, so that threw a spanner in their works immediately. Uh, so that was unfortunate. Pete, by the way, I mean, I believe Pete is fine. He he got into he did a physical angle, you know, with uh, he laid out Travis Banks, I believe, on the show. So it's not like he did nothing, but his cut was bad enough that they obviously did not want him to wrestle. So. That was that. But the real controversy stemmed from uh, the New York show in particular, seeming like it was drastically oversold by either you know a significant amount or, or depending on who you ask, double the, the, the legal amount allowed by the fire marshal. Uh, and it was a very, very hot August evening, and there were people uh, passing out at the show, it seemed. Uh, and one person, uh, I think near, you know, in one of the first few rows, apparently... Uh, Released their bowels. Oh. Um, I can um, confirm I was not at this show. When, well, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> just imagining Mr. Burns saying, release the bowels. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway. <laughs> God. Is that what people find it? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Almighty. So anyway, um, there was reports that there was no air conditioning. There was reports that there was like they ran out of water or they didn't have water. All kinds of stuff being talked about. Uh, uh, this was, of course, a partnership with WWN, Games and Policies Company, um, who are, do not have a great track record for organizing uh, a piss-up in a brewery. <laughs> Um, uh, couldn't organize uh, 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 a decade of the rosaries in a nunnery. Um <laughs> So, so uh, they were getting some flack. Progress were getting some flack. Not really much more to it, to be honest. I mean, they, the Progress, who are typically much better at dealing with situations like this, have not issued many statements. WWN, Gabe was just out there on Twitter going, oh, yeah, great shows. Oh, what a weekend it's been for wrestling. Isn't it great, lads? We're not even addressing it. He spoke to uh, David Bixen's man, who was giving him the business 
on Twitter who post who posted the fire marshal uh, uh, statement on the building. Not they they didn't issue a statement on the the show, just the general uh, uh, guidelines for how many people can be in that building. Uh, and Gabe spoke to him, and uh, one of the things Bixen's fan said that Gabe said was that one of the women who passed out was a chemo patient, so it wasn't really the heat that caused oh, her to yeah. to pass out. And I was like, is this the worst defense that would ever be uttered in a courtroom? Because, like, oh. So anyway, I mean, there's not really a story there. It was a shitty situation. They handled it badly. You know, welcome to wrestling. But um, they, should, they should count their lucky stars that no one was, like, like genuinely hospitalized for, like, heat stroke or anything like that. I, I, I do not believe that they were... So that's 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 the gist of it. All right. Speaking of indie wrestling, so Barry, do you want to tell us about your trip to OTT? Which, by the way, I haven't had a chance to watch. Obviously, the uh, on demand yet because I've been so f- busy. Um, but how was the show? Was it as uh, long as we thought it was going to be? Yes. Uh, I'll keep it short here on the show. Um. Uh, so first of all, positives about the building: um, they had more bar staff, and they did not run out of booze. Ooh! Um, so that's that. That's two thumbs up there for that. Um, the the queue to get in was so unimpressive. I was genuinely worried. I was like, "Oh my god, did a, did even a thousand people show up to this?" I was genuinely thinking that it had been a gigantic bomb. Uh, when we got in there, it was. Uh, I don't know if people were just running late or uh, there was, to be fair, there was two big matches in Dublin that day. Uh, uh, there was an Irish football match and there was a Liverpool friendly mm-hmm. um, in town. It was, a, it was a crazy day and it was a bank holiday weekend. So people are driving around. Traffic was crazy. Uh, I, I don't know if people were running late or what, but the queue. Remember the queue in April? The yeah. absolutely insane queue that was like a kilometer long. Um, uh, there was none of that. It was just like, we showed up an hour before doors, which is usually, for OTT, even at the Tivoli, an hour before doors, you know, Q is staking all over the place, crazy amount of people. For this, we got there an hour before doors. It's like, maybe 100 people there. Not a lot. And we were like, oh my god. And then when doors were opening, it was like, you know, maybe, you know, a couple more hundred showed up. But I was like, this is really not that impressive. Uh, when, bell, well, bell time, uh, when bell time came, it was completely, it was nearly completely full. There were like little pockets in the very, very back, the corners of the general admission section. It looked like a grand total of about 60 or 70 seats in those corners were not filled. And, you know, a handful of empty seats on the floor. There was there was two or three empty seats in our section, you know, two or three in that section, two or three in this section. Generally speaking, it looked like they were within a stone's throw of selling out again. So I was very, very impressed with that, uh, given the weekend that was in it, given the fact that, I mean, you and I talked about the lineup maybe not being as impressive as uh, as uh, we would have hoped. But they did a great job of, of filling it up. Uh, and it's really, you know, it speaks to their um, their strength as a promotion currently that they were able to get those people in there. Um, so the show did go long. It started on time. Uh, the what time was Facebook- that? Uh, seven, I think it was. Okay. Um, the Facebook event and the tickets and all that said seven until eleven, which is four hours, right? Which is which is, you know, a good time for us. Yeah, I saw event. they tweeted out like the day before. Someone tweeted them asking. I think they were trying to organize, like, transport from Belfast or something. So they're like, "What time is the show going to end?" And they tweeted out approximately eleven. 
Yeah, so I was I was completely vindicated in what I've said before, which is that if you are going to these national stadium shows, have accommodation in Dublin. I spent a fucking stupid amount of money on one night in in a hotel on my own. Kira didn't come with me for this time, mm. and pe- people were asking me like, "Oh, that's crazy." I mean, was it worth it? I was like, "Well, yeah, kind of," because I wanted to go to this show, and I like my other option was either not go or go and just wander around Dublin until six a.m. when the buses start. Um, you know, because of the the um, uh, there's, there was no way that show was going to finish in time for the last bus to Limerick. Uh, so they said uh, seven to eleven. Uh, I think I deliberately got my phone out and showed the lads in the row. I believe the third match from the top hadn't even gone into their fucking near falls um, when eleven o'clock hit. Um, the third match from the top was the British strong style match. Uh, I think that was maybe halfway finished when the when eleven o'clock hit. Mm. Um, the did the, I can't remember. I may be misremembering this, but I feel like the main event uh, didn't even get into the ring until like near enough to quarter to twelve. Um, like it, it ran. I think I'm pretty sure it ran after uh, uh, midnight. Um, so it was crazy late. Um, uh, uh, show about you know four and a half, closing in on five hours. Um. They announced as well. So they announced the ten cards as we, uh, the ten matches on the card as we talked about, and they announced there was going to be an intermission, which we were like, "Oh my god!" But anyway, I'm not going to go up and down the card. They did have a Foley Joey Ryan segment that got a lot of people talking, including Jim Cornette, which which it was obviously designed to do uh, live. It was very very funny. I enjoyed it. You know, see the Joey Ryan thing once. It'll never be. It'll never really be my thing. But seeing it live was great. Um, Foley on his surgically repaired hip took a bump for Joey Ryan's penis. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, that that had people questioning. Like, people were stunned at that. Uh, other tidbits from the kind of live experience. We were sitting right by the stage, which was a phenomenal place to sit. We were right by the entrances. We were right by the ring. It was great. Uh, we were directly... I was sitting in the section one row behind the spot where Martina suplexed Katie Harvey on the first row of chairs and she kind of thudded on the chairs and then she kind of, the chairs went from under her and she thudded on the concrete on a, on a show full of crazy brawls. That was like maybe the scariest bump of the whole show. And the floor on the national stadium is so hard and unforgiving. Um, the, uh, what else was there? Um, uh, it was it was maybe a notch or two below uh, Scrapper Mania in terms of production. You know, remember all the crazy entrances. Yeah, the Pyros uh, and I mean, Kings of the North. Uh, it was it, it it really was a a SummerSlam to WrestleMania esque comparison. Uh, there was some stuff. There wasn't all the stuff. The Kings of the North got their pyro again, which was cool. Martina had an all white tracksuit, which was cool, and then we got the glow sticks again. Um, and Marty Skrull got his full entrance, but uh, you know they, they, they didn't they didn't go as over the top as they did for Scrap, which is fine. I mean, they still the production still looked phenomenal. It was a tremendous looking building. The the light show, the video screens, it all looked great. Uh, I'm not going to go running down the the matches because you know it's it's two weeks old. I I don't think people really need to know. Uh, but Haskins won, got a gigantic pop in the main event. Uh, Martina won, got a big pop. Um, they announced two shows: one for September, one for December. Um, uh, uh, September. By the way, uh, September, you were going. Is that correct, Paul? You're going to OTT. Yeah, we have stage tickets for that. 
stage seats. So September is uh, Will Osprey returning to the Tivoli for the first time since December. Uh, El Ligero, uh, you know, the UK star, semi-regular, actually not even semi-regular. He's, he's done a handful of matches in OTT. Uh, uh, Mr. David Starr, who's a big uh, US sensation, a big star in, in WXW as well. Uh, his match was announced. He's facing Jordan Devlin, uh, which will probably be great. Uh, Devlin won his match, and by oh, this is here's a scoop for you. Devlin won a match, right? He said he was mm. sick of being in the opener. Uh, said he wanted a title shot, was sick, and he said he was sick of seeing imports in the main event fighting for the title, right? Mm. Which which everyone cheered, even though everyone loved Marty Scurll on the show. Um, uh, that promo was cut from the video on demand. Oh, so that's funny. Um, I don't know why, but everyone everyone was talking about that. Coming out of the show, one thing I will say to OTT's credit, everyone was like going crazy talking about all the potential matches they had. Like all, like most of us were expecting them to do David Starr versus Jordan at the next show because they're a natural for each other. But they were like, oh, I wonder will they do Osprey versus Ryan Smile? Will they do this? Will they do that? So so that was a positive for them. Uh, they also announced the next National Stadium show. Which will have uh, the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix, <gasps> uh, Ray Phoenix of Lucha Underground fame. Uh, it will oh, uh, Will Osprey again in December coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty Skrull again. Um, Ryan Smile also on the poster and Mr. Cody Rhodes. The- wow. The Ring of Honor World Champion. And let me tell you something. Some of us don't get the Cody Rhodes thing. He's kind of trying to push himself out there as this uh, this uh, super worker, this indie megastar. Let me tell you. I might not get it. Me And me and my pals in my section, we, we, we don't... I, I don't dislike Cody, but I don't really I don't really get it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't get it as a superstar. We were the only handful of people who didn't because that fucker got the Road Warrior pop. When when his the name, Cody Rhodes he, warrior, no, legitimately it was maybe it was maybe a few notches below the Kenny Omega announcement pop in wow. in the Tivoli, and and they even positioned him as such. He was the last name in the video package mm. uh, after after Young Bucks, after Will Osprey, after Phoenix. I mean, uh, and Phoenix and Pentagon are the two names people have been asking for for a while. Uh, very. Very conspicuous by his absence is Pentagon, by the way. A lot of us were wondering what was up with that. Because um, they, they're a tag team now. They kind of go everywhere they go. They well, they, they might hold him out for, you know, the, the, the bump in the ticket sales, you know? Yeah, the, we, I was thinking, I was, yeah. We, that's, that's the interesting like, thing about Like it. Ricochet for WrestleRound. Yeah. Yeah, they they like to announce a big name on Twitter to get it to get some Twitter buzz. Plus, also, you know, they like to announce names in the Tivoli so they can get the big pop. You know, September, October, November. They have. I wouldn't be shows. surprised. I'm not saying I'm, I'm predicting or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Pentagon announced. Yeah, I, I someone at the show said that he had uh, some travel woes recently, some passport issues. Oh. Nothing, nothing significant, but that he maybe had some snafus that are maybe affecting him. But I, I, I don't know. That's just that's just scuttlebutt. I heard. Um, but yeah, they saved Cody till the end, and just absolute monster pop, absolute monster pop. Uh, so I will, I would suspect that this one will be a hot seller. Um, uh, I, I. 
I will go out on a limb and I'll say this one will sell out in advance like Scrapper Media did. Because um, Cody really is the hot ticket currently and he it, it, stateside he has made a difference for a lot of indies. Well, I, so, I, uh, I am interested in going to this one, I will say. Yeah, but I, I, this one has the box, you know, so it's like, you know. What about Phoenix, uh, you know? Osprey yeah, Phoenix. Again. I mean, that's. There's, yeah. I tell you what. I hope. I hope they get. I hope they get some interesting matches against some locals, uh, or not even necessarily locals, but some, some UK guys. You know, put put together some interesting matches. I don't. I don't want to see imports against imports. Uh, one one match I will talk about from WrestleRama, Matt Seidel versus Ricochet. They had the crispest, most beautifully executed match on, on the card as far as as far as execution and, and, and telling a rock solid story them and uh, Devlin and Cross Matt Cross in the opener they were probably the two most best executed matches uh, Seidel and Ricochet uh, they had maybe the least reaction relative to the quality of the work really? like they were having this rock solid match and people just didn't care because it was uh, two guys who even though they're big stars one of them has been in OTT once the other one has never been here uh, they've had a couple of matches in New Japan. They've had a match in PWG, and it just felt like they were just thrown together. And I was honestly a little bit flabbergasted by the lack of reaction. Hmm. Uh, I I think I think fans want a little bit more than that right now. Uh, so I hope I hope they have some interesting stuff up their sleeve for December. Again, it's not that the match. I mean, it's OTT. They didn't shit on the match or anything. The people were mildly into it. Um, and and it was of course a quality back and forth match, but it was just I I got the feeling that people would have been more interested in say like Matt Seidel versus Devlin or something like that. Put him yeah. in there with someone they're invested in, you know, you know something like that. Put Ricochet in in a different position, but uh, but that that's a that's a minor um, uh, niggle. So yeah. All in all, it was a, a really fun show. Uh, it was one of the more consistent cards. There was there wasn't really a bad match on the show, but I think what me and a lot of the people I was talking to came out of it saying was everything was really good. There, there maybe wasn't a match of the year contender like there was on the last few OTT shows. There wasn't a uh, 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 Riddle O'Reilly, uh, Moose Devlin, a you know any any of those like standout matches. Um, but that's not a bad complaint to have. Everything was everything was like good to really great, um, uh, and it, it did not feel like fi- uh, you know, a long five hours. So um, I think they're getting better at these stadium shows. I think they. I think this December one uh, has all has all the potential to be great, um, especially since the facilities were a little bit more equipped um, at this show. So uh, yeah, I hope I hope, you know, I hope they announce some more good stuff, and I hope if you could stuff. choose one act. Either that you've you've never seen, or or maybe one that maybe someone that has been to OTD before who you'd like to be announced for the December show. Who who would you pick? You know what? I'm not going to say Pentagon, even though that's that's an obvious one. I would rather see Pentagon in the Tivoli. I think he's a better. That's a damn fine opinion. <laughs> I, I I think he's a great uh, uh, small venue wrestler. I want to I want to I want to get that charisma up close and personal. I will say uh, Walter from WXW, mm. who is the big, scary, terrifying lad with the with the square head. Um, uh, he's a fucking tremendous pro wrestler. Um, uh, in I've I've watched a handful of his matches in WXW, and also he's had some amazing matches in progress this year. He's unlike anyone else, and he's he, he's uh, incredible. Uh, and he's he's unlike anyone in OTT. That's another thing. He, they don't have anyone like him. 
so uh, I think I think I would love to see him. Uh, I, he has a busy schedule. I think he runs a I think he runs WXW School in Germany. So he's not he's not someone who's just bumming around Europe and the US doing indie dates. La di da, you know. So I I don't know what his availability, but um, uh, you know, clear, you know, if I could have anyone, that would be him. I'd like to have The Rock, but with the old tattoo. If I could bring back somebody, as opposed to being somebody new, uh, I'd love to see extra talented back. Yes, yeah. They were damn good. And they they went on to kill it in the UK elsewhere as well. So they um, because they 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 seem to just totally get it, you know. Like yeah. they understood the crowd and they 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 were able to play up to it. Like, I'd 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 quite enjoy seeing them again. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully they are, are back on our uh, horizon uh, uh, sometime soon. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. Uh, was there yeah. any other wrestling stuff you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, I watched Raw and SmackDown this week because I was on holidays, so I did stay up for or SmackDown Live. Uh, didn't, that's did... his full name, yeah. <laughs> and I watched Raw. Raw was actually really good. SmackDown was kind of a a nothingy show. Um, Raw's main How event. How was that uh, last man standing match? Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, great. That's, that's like the kind of the kind of match SmackDown kind of lacked was. It, it felt like I was watching like a like a pay per view main event. Was how good it was. Um, I really do feel like watching only SmackDown. I am missing out on you know the Braun Strowman goodness. Roman Reigns obviously really good as well. Um, the opening segment was great with Lesnar beating up the Miz and his cronies. So yeah, Raw had a lot of really good to it. It is too long though. Like that's the only thing keeping me from like watching Raw over SmackDown is the length of it. And if I had access to somehow like the Hulu length Raw where it's like an hour and a half, I'd easily watch that. You know, because there's so much good on it, but it's just so long, and there's so much kind of pointless filler. That it does make it hard to get through, especially even even when you're kind of skipping the ads and the commercials and whatnot. It's just so long. And SmackDown is just like done and dusted in an hour twenty. Raw is like two hours twenty because it has you know overrun every now and then as well. It's just so long and I just can't do it. But Raw this week as a one-off kind of special, think of it that way, was great. And SmackDown really wasn't. Uh, yeah, I haven't really made time for a lot of WWE TV lately. I did watch the Nakamura Cena match. Yeah. Um, so I didn't listen to you guys. A lot of people seem kind of down on it. I thought it was fun. I don't know. I liked. It. I thought it was too short. Would be my only criticism of it because it was. I mean, it, yeah, it, it it was definitely like just a good SmackDown main event, but it was good. I thought you know. Yeah, but it was it was billed as like a dream match, and then it was only like thirteen minutes long. So, yeah. Well, you know the the, the real the real main event is SummerSlam. You know, with with uh, Nakamura and Jinder. Yeah, and Cena and Corbin. Yeah. Oh but God. We, we had a whole conversation last week about how Aaron Corbin sucks. No, but about how you had you have a dream match, right? Cena and Nakamura. Don't do that on SmackDown, though, or don't do that on SummerSlam. Do that on a random SmackDown. Uh, what are the matches for SummerSlam? So uh, Nakamura and Jinder Mahal and Cena against Corbin. Two matches no one in their right mind could possibly care about. But that's where we are. Yeah. 
So uh, SummerSlam is this weekend. Like I was saying to Joe last week, imagine that you were kind of on the fence about watching SummerSlam. And then they announced as a dream match happening at SummerSlam. First time ever seen in Nakamura. That's a match that gets people like watching, right? Who's tuning in for Nakamura against Jinder Mahal or Corbin against Cena? So instead of having one really good match, you have two bad matches. Sounds like bad match to me, lads. What a booking decision. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll be back on Sunday to preview SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looking uh, forward to that. Yeah. yeah. I might actually uh, read the card. Uh, see what's coming up. What will be what will be longer, OTT or SummerSlam? I think SummerSlam, if you include the pre-show, may have it. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, I will talk about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not feeling it. I like I like I like the build up to that four way. Did you see event. that SummerSlam for for SummerSlam WWE announced that they're having an, an intermission as well? They're calling it Rusev <laughs> versus Randy Orton. Oh, <laughs> here, listen. By virtue of it having Rusev, I would rather watch that than Nakamura and Jinder. Yeah, fair enough. I don't care to see any of those matches, to tell you the truth. How dare you. Um, anyway, uh, so we will be back in a few days to talk about that. Hopefully, we'll have a positive update on Ric Flair. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, again, I kind of more keep your eyes on Twitter for that because that, that may be a developing story. Yeah, next don't series. literally wait for next week's podcast to find out if he's still alive or not. That is not what I am saying, sir. How dare you? Um, anyway, yeah, so we'll be, we'll be back uh, uh, in a few days. Also, next week's show, we'll be living in a world where we've all played a good Sonic game. Hmm. All right, then. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with more of the usual fun and games. Uh, until then, it is a goodbye from me. Barry Murphy. It is goodbye, Mr. Joe Towner. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye.